get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Smallman on 101 ESPN. Michelle Smallman and Chris Kerber, who's sitting in for Randy Carricker. And let's head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. It's our weekly visit with the great Mike Claiborne. Claibs, what's going on? How you doing? All is good. All is good. I have no complaints. Woke up this morning. That's a good start. <laughs> Tommy McVie, an old coach. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember Tommy. Yeah, he... New Jersey, yeah, he was in the New Jersey organization for a long time. That's yeah. right. He, he got a job when I was working in the minors. He got a job coaching the Providence Bruins, and we were his first opponent. He, he, it was the first time back in coaching for him for a while. And I asked him, I said, are you glad to be back in coaching? He goes, any day I'm not six feet under, I'm happy. I went, yeah, okay, that's a good attitude to have. <laughs> he was a beauty, man. I remember I remember him. I, I first got into business and. You know he can, he was one of those. You know what he was a, a a New Jersey or East Coast version of Bobby Plager. You know he always had something interesting to say. That's right. Uh, he was a, he was a beauty man. Well, Claves, uh, not only are we breathing, we are breathing in a time where we've watched the Cardinals win 16 games in a row. And you've seen some amazing things in your time covering sports. Try to describe how unexpected or or fun this Cardinals winning streak has been. <laughs> Well, you know, um, and I've been asked that question, and the only thing I can come up with is when Kurt Warner took over for the Rams because it was, you know, when when Trent Green went down, everybody was like, oh, woe is us, what are we going to do? And Vermeil was very confident, and Kurt Warner, a guy we've not seen before. And then all of a sudden, here's this thing called the greatest show on turf <laughs> that we watched, and every game they would do something – and you look at the guy next to you or the woman next to you and say, what the hell just happened? <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you would just kind of shake your head because you'd never seen it before and, and it was so regular. In this situation, it, it's similar because every day somebody does something different. And, and Curbs, you wouldn't know what this is like when the Blues got on that run. Right. And every night it was somebody different that was going to do something special. And it seemed like the better they got, the harder the, the harder they worked, the better they got. They didn't take a day off. They didn't miss out on a workout or drills or anything like that. And it was very workmanlike is what we see on a regular basis. So I, I think I would look at the Rams and the Blues and when they had their run, those are similar things that I haven't seen, I hadn't seen before and haven't seen since. Klaibs, how has – Arenado and Goldschmidt and that part of the order clicking at the same time helped the rest of the order with their offense. Well, first of all, Kurt, great to see you last night. It was man. awesome that, seeing that you, buddy. Game. Yeah, 
And we got to talk some hockey before we get out of here because I, I have some questions for you. But, you know, when they made the change in the lineup and dropped Arnado fourth, things started to kind of click because, you know, they trusted O'Neal in that situation. And, you know, he started to really flourish. And, and you know, I, I think that those two guys who had been on teams – uh, Goldschmidt had been on a 14-in-a-row win team. Arnado had never really experienced this sort of consistency. And they just kind of feed off each other because they're both very instinctful players. Uh, you don't have to do a lot of coaching with them. They already kind of know what they need to do. And uh, it just seemed like they, they they look at each other from each side of the diamond and just kind of nod their head like, yeah, this is supposed to be like yeah, this is cool. And uh, they're having their own game. And, and they're different guys in a way because, you know, Arnado's a very friendly, uh, outgoing guy, but he's private in his own sense. Goldschmidt doesn't have a lot to say, but when he does say it, he's very he's very courteous. I see him working kids all the time and just being very kind and, and thoughtful to kids. Uh, he, he, he never says no to the media. He may not have a lot to say, but he's always uh, a guy that you can appreciate his professionalism. Clibs, I'm very curious about this, and you're so plugged in. You're at the ballpark all the time. You know what's going on in the clubhouse. The offense in general, as as Curbs mentioned, is clicking. When I watch this team right now, and I'm watching them put up eight runs and 12 runs, I cannot believe that this is the same offense that we watched in June and parts of July and even parts of August. What has been the difference? Is it that the high-level curriculum has finally clicked in? Did they adjust something or maybe pull back on analytics? What's been the difference in the offense? Yeah, that's a good good question, Michelle. And I think pulling back on the analytics is one. Uh, the second thing is they make bad pitching pay. They make them pay. I mean, they just lit up the Cubs, you know, when we faced them. And they've beaten some other teams who maybe didn't have their best guys on the mound. And they make them pay. Uh, but I really think that what they've also done is just said, hey, let's just go play. You know, the analytics, we, we already know this. We got it, okay? Let's just go out and play and, and show people and show yourself this is the reason why you're here is because you can actually play. Um, the analytics in sports is something that is helpful, but I think it makes some people's head uh, explode because maybe there's an overload. At some point, managers and coaches have to say, okay, let's scale it back a little bit. He, he has a template. Let's see what he can do with it. And I think that's what you're seeing with the Cardinals. Hey, I'm getting beat up a little bit on social media for a comment that I made earlier today. And no, I've never heard. I've I never know, heard it's that. It's a shocker, about. isn't it? But but because <laughs> because some people some people only hear what they want to hear. They, they, they thought that I was comparing so Tyler O'Neill to. Yeah, they, they thought I was comparing Tyler O'Neill to Tony Gwynn when it comes to strikeouts, and that's not the point I was trying to make. The point that I was making, and yes, I did bring up an extreme, you know, and a guy like Tony Gwynn who in 20 years struck out 417 times, right? But my point is, if Tyler O'Neill is hitting, you know, in a season like this, if he's hitting 281 while swinging and missing 164 times, as he continues to learn how to protect that plate a little bit more and in certain situations where that ball isn't going to go out of the park and, 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 and make contact more with the strength that he can hit and with the, with, with the exit velocity that he's got off that bat, you know, he's 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 going to get on base even, even that much more or that batting average and other analytics and numbers. They're going to jump. But he has the ability and the time to grow and learn and still develop his craft. But, but I still think as good as he's been, 
that's 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 too many strikeouts uh, where, where you could be helping the team in other areas at the plate. I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think Tyler O'Neill has another 15 to maybe 20 points he can put on his average if, if he's a little bit more selective. And, and here's how to get him out. Um, he'll be aggressive early. He'll he'll swing the pitches, and then all of a sudden he gets in a rhythm where I'm swinging no matter what. And they get him out on sliders away and forcing fastballs up. Um, he's been, but but with that said, he's a he's a more selective hitter this year than he's ever been, and and that's saying something when you you mentioned 164 strikeouts, and you know when you think about the times he was on the injured list, he'd certainly be be near. 200 strikeouts right. if, if, he, if he was healthy the whole season. But with that, again, with that said, he's, a, he's more selective. And I've talked to him about it a few times about his approach. And he's just trying to keep it simple, be a little bit more disciplined. And I think he's going to be okay. But I'm looking forward to watching him grow because he knows what's going on. He's just got to make sure he doesn't uh, pull the trigger too soon. And uh, I, I think that he's going to be a better hitter. And as I said, I think he can get maybe 20 more points on his average. Claves, uh, one more thing for you before we ask you what's going on on Claves Online. Any team that wins 16 in a row is a dangerous team. But when you look at this Cardinals team, what makes you believe that they're built to continue this streak into the postseason or continue to be a winning team into the postseason? They don't beat themselves. They're, they're the most fundamentally sound team I've seen in a long time. I'd have to go back to the teens of the 80s uh, with Ozzy and that bunch where fundamentally they just don't beat themselves defensively. They run the bases as well as anybody I've seen. And uh, they don't give you the extra out. And, and that's how teams, you know, win. You know, they take advantage of the out you give them or the walk you give them. Uh, Cardinals don't do that. I mean, and defensively, they're as good as anybody. And when you look on the infield, when Sosa's in the lineup, their infield is almost 82-ish like. When you think about Overfeld and Ozzy and her and, and Keith Hernandez, I, you know, th- those guys are really, really good. And as Ricky Horton said, Tommy Edmond, he, he, took a, he took a class at Stanford in baseball. I mean, he, baseball 101 because he is one of the smartest players I've seen on the diamond in a long time as far as knowing – what to do, knowing the situation, um, you know, that Stanford education is paying off as far as baseball is concerned, that's for sure. Before we go, we got to talk some hockey. Okay. I got I to run, run a couple of things. Curtis, we're going to have a really good player not make this team. And, you yeah. know, that's not always said. Uh, when I watch, you know, guys, and, and I'm, a, I'm a James Neal guy. I like him. I mean, he's got experience. He's got size. He, he's not going to fight a lot. But you know what? He's going to push back. Uh, but there's going to be a good player that's not going to make this team, and and I think that bodes well for the Blues. I, I because and Doug Armstrong a couple of years ago, several years ago, he had a team meeting, and he basically looked at the team and he said, "I don't have 23 open spots. I have two. You know, we pretty much know who our player is mm-hmm. going to be. Who's going to take those two? And I really think that the Blues are kind of in that spot right now. And Doug Armstrong recreated that situation by bringing in Butchnevich and bringing in Brandon Sod. You know, and so so is it going to be Scott Perunovich or Jake Wallman? You know, d- defensively, yeah. is it who is is it Jake Neighbors or is it James Neal? Who's going to take that spot 
kind of vacated by Jaden Schwartz. You're right. There's, but that internal competition is is strong. And even a guy like like Jordan Cairo, listen, they gave him a chance last night on that line with O'Reilly and David Perron. Cairo's going to be a key part of this team. But are you going to play well enough to stay in that role, or are you going to have to move down the lineup? So, Doug Armstrong, to your point, so some, there's some good players that are not going to make this team, and that's because Doug Armstrong has built a team where the competition is tough. I'm so glad Doug Armstrong's going to be around. He and I shared some texts the other day. Um, you know, five years and, and more cups coming is what I told him. And uh, I, I'm really in, in awe of what he's been able to do. Um, with that team and how he creates internal competition. Here's another thing. I don't know. A lot, obviously, a lot of people haven't been to the Enterprise Center in a while, obviously because of COVID. I would strongly suggest go to a Blues game and just look at all the improvements and all the nice amenities that have uh, taken place during this time of COVID. Uh, man, it looks like a brand-new building inside. And that was my first time in there in a while. And, and kudos to all the hierarchy who got, who got the money to inv- reinvest in that building. It's as good of a building as we have in, in sports, and I'm very happy for what the Blues have been able to do on that front. That's a great observation, Klebs. Thanks. Yeah, the, the renovations from a few years back to now have, have re- reinvented that building without a doubt. There's no doubt, and, and we should all be proud of that place. It, it's, it's top flight, and like I said, obviously a lot of people haven't been there because of COVID. Go. Go see the team. But check out the building and say, "Wow, this is all right." You know, this is this is good stuff. So uh, I'm feeling good about our St. Louis sports right now, as you can tell. Absolutely, and we can see that on Clay's online. What what do you have going there, Clay's? I looked this morning, and I see that you are in first place in your online football picks too. Well, I, I dropped a little bit because I need to I need to have these guys feel like they can compete. <laughs> but you know, I'll put my foot on the gas pedal here pretty soon. But we've got a lot of stuff. We're doing a lot of baseball stuff. Uh, also, later in the week, we're going to visit with Everett Fitzhugh, uh, the first African-American play-by-play voice for mm-hmm. our National Hockey League team, and uh, just talk with him a little bit. I know him a little bit, and we've had a chance to go back and forth. So uh, we're going to start to gradually move into hockey. We're going to have an, an announcement on a new addition to our hockey coverage. Alex Ferrario is with us, but we're going to have somebody else jump on board with us here very soon, and uh, we'll be all over it. We'll be a good forecheck, that's for sure. <laughs> Awesome. We'll be reading, and you can, of course, follow Mike Claiborne on Twitter at Claves Online. Claves, always great to talk to you. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Let's go Blues. Let's go Cardinals. That's right. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Looking for holiday gifts for less? 
Come to Ross and say yeah to making your dollar stretch on name brand toys, clothes, and gifts. Get the gift of savings this holiday from Ross. Yes for less.